right, all right, folks. Thank you for joining me here today. It is 12-6-2022. We continue on tonight in this episode. We're going to talk about the elite plan being completely exposed, sacrificing the cryptocurrency space, the chaos underway that you're seeing, right? All planned, all done by design. And we understand that this is a rough ride. Uh, a guaranteed buyback of our XRP at 50000 is not guaranteed. But we will be talking about that at the end of the session. I know that has a lot of people in a little tizzy and a lot of people asking questions. And we got to ask the right questions. And I just want to make it very clear that the whole reason why I'm even talking about the buyback, why I'm interested in it, is coming from the standpoint of an American trying to save his country and save and preserve an opportunity for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for my children and my children's children, right? So what we're up against is some pretty evil people, and victory and an easy road ahead has never been what we have you know, saw. As we look ahead at what's coming next, we understand how, how evil these people are, how sick they are, and the lengths that they're willing to go to, you know, keep keep humanity enslaved within their program. And you guys under, understand that very well. Let's get right on into it, though. A full current events, cryptocurrency, greatest transfer of wealth for you update. And I'm super excited to bring it. At the end of this session, though, I will talk more about the buyback. And I thought because the, vi you, you know, the videos are going a little viral right now, it's getting a little stir, a little excitement. Okay, it's fun. I wanted to make myself available at the end of this session for Q&A and open myself up so I can you know, answer all the questions. I got the documents right here, right in my little red folder is my uh, you know, in invitation to the group and the proposal and the terms of the Fed buyback. And I'm not here for 50,000 XRP. I'm here as an American. Can we please save our country? And if it just happens to be Jimmy Valley from Val Hill Capital that has a plan then it's, it's got to be better than the program that we got going on. So as an American, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not here for, I'm not, you, you know, people are acting like I'm reading through all these comments and people are acting like I'm taking this proposal to the bank down my street and telling them, hey, you know, the Federal Reserve is going to take my XRP at 50,000 per XRP and I'll give you a deal at 45K right now. What do you think? I'll give you a deal right now at 40K. Like people are acting like I just think that this thing's set in stone and it's already done and the 50K is going to be in your bank account by next year. Guys, you you know me. You know me better than And maybe you're new. Maybe you're new. So I'm going to give you guys the benefit of the doubt. The new people, just, just tune in. Just tune in. This session, we usually go anywhere, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. We run it up. We're talking current events, cryptocurrency, the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, and not just hoping and praying that our little bags of XRP are going to take us to paradise. That has never been our program. So let's not be confused. Let's get right on into it. I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in tonight. I do not even have coin market cap pulled up. And that's because I honestly haven't even been looking at the markets. You know, I'm out of this market for trading perspective and I only have limited funds right now that I'm going to be allocating towards cryptocurrency. So it is what it is. I'm waiting for a serious move back down to the downside, a new low set. And if we don't get it, my bags are packed and I'm ready to go for the ride. But on a day-to-day -day basis, guys, I haven't even been in this market and I apologize for that. I don't, I don't even have a coin market cap pulled up. I couldn't tell you what XRP's at, but that shows you what I hold. That's, I, I mean, I'm, read, I'm spending time reading this document to save this country. I'm not trading anymore. I mean, this is so much bigger. Than just, oh, 50K XRP, we're going to get rich. No, folks, this, this situation's ugly in the crypto space with the liquidity. We don't trust anybody right now. So I had to pull all my funds, which I took my XRP and ran. Cashed it out for XRP, got it off the exchange, in, into my own storage, and we're secure. And we're riding this storm out. And if you guys are looking to you know acquire more of these assets, 
I, I think that an opportunity is coming up for you. I will get into that at the end of this session. We'll fire up the prices and see where we're at. But that just shows you where I'm standing at. I didn't even pull up the prices for crypto tonight. You guys tell me where we're at. All I know is that this elite plan is getting completely exposed. Jim Records popping in here tonight. This is all part of the elite plan to eliminate cash and bring on central bank digital currencies. Then your savings will be led to a digital slaughterhouse with freezes, seizures, tax withholdings, and thought control and joy. Yeah, so we know that you know the program programmable money is the real threat right here. When people who want to limit others' freedoms, when people want to infringe on other people's rights, that is the main concern with CBDC. We've been very vocal about that issue. And we're also very vocal about, hey, uh, in, in regards to this buyback, I'm going to get into this later, right? But it's like, I don't want 50000 of this fiat trash cash. Like, like, yeah, we're still accepting it and working with it for now. But like, that's why I went into crypto. That's why I hold precious metals is to get outside of that system, right? So I don't want 50,000 USD. I you know, and I don't want 50,000 USD CBDC. But this is where we start to have the conversation about can we go back to a gold standard? Can we go back to a gold silver, a backing it by some sort of commodity? Maybe back it by XRP, back it by something other than the full faith and hope and prayer of our federal government. That's the conversation that this is about, folks. So Jim Rickards chiming in and, you know, he's been talking about the situation. I highly recommend his work. He just has a new book out. I'm going to, I think it's called Sold Out. I'm going to have to pull that book. I'm going to have to take a look at that because I, I listen to, I read everything and I follow everything that Jim Rickards does. One of the OGs in this space. Cheers, everyone. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate all of you guys. Let's get it popping tonight, guys. Thank you so much. Here we go. The plan all along. Goldman Sachs plans to spend hundreds of millions on crypto-related investments after the FTX downfall. The Wall Street folks, the gang, is moving in rather quickly. Bank of America included from Eleanor Terrett. Brian Mo Monihan, I guess is how we say his name, maybe, tells Team Cavudu, CBDC's cryptocurrency really isn't going to change the system. It's a very efficient payment system. You can go anywhere in the world and hand people a piece of plastic and get dinner. That's a pretty fantastic system. Moneyham also said Bank of America was never for cryptocurrencies. Quote, what we are for is the blockchain technology. Uh, and those are two vastly different things. He revealed that Bank of America currently has around 200 to 300 patents in blockchain and distributed ledger technology. Now, I, I'm, I wonder how that holds up against Reggie Middleton's patent, right? We talked, we had Reggie Middleton on the show, DeFi patent. And, you know, he makes the claim that a lot of the space is infringing upon his rights. And as you see right here behind the scenes, one partnered up with Ripple back in 2018. I think the partnership even goes back to 2016, if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, you get the point. Partnership with Ripple all the way back in 2018. We see that Warren Buffett dumps all of his bank shares besides doubling down on his, you know, Bank of America stock. So we saw him make that move. And then we see here behind the scenes, they're filing two to 300 patents. It shows you right here, Goldman Sachs too, right in the in the article before. Sorry, to uh, Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs plans to spend 
hundreds of millions on crypto-related investments after FTX downfall. So all these guys looking to move on in, looking to roll out the CBDC, but then they're looking to get their own stake at the real utility within this space. Next one, let's get right on into it. Right on cue and following in the footsteps of its six predecessor bear markets rallies this year, the S&P 500 rallied to the 200-day moving average, gave it a kiss and rolled right over. This is from David Rosenberg. We've been following that S&P 500, right? And we we see here uh, the fractals that we're watching, the 2008 fractal on the VIX, on the S&P, looks like we're about to roll over to the major major to the downside, okay? So we're watching that one closely. And as always, as we've been saying, cryptocurrency moves first, uh, stocks are gonna move after that, and real estate's lagging after that, okay? And you guys are seeing the breakdown on Main Street as well. As we see, the, the Main Street breakdown is what hurts me the most. Main Street folks getting wiped out. Continuing on though, this is major. Major. After two decades of continuous equity dilution, the top 10 gold and silver miners are now doing record amount of share buybacks. So before it was all tech, right? It was all this emerging tech that was mostly doing the stock buybacks. And obviously, a lot of corporate America has been buying back their stock. And if they really believe in what they're doing, right? A lot of these CEOs have made their exits, excuse me, have made their exits, have headed for the hills in retirement and got out of the way because they knew that the storm was coming. But we see that the record amount of share buybacks underway for those that do believe. And right here we have the gold and silver miners, the top 10, doing a record amount of share buybacks right now. So same thing's happening with XRP. Same thing's happening here with the gold and silver miners. And I'm not here to pitch you gold stocks or any of that. Uh, I, what I got is my partner down below for rolling over your 401k or retirement account to precious metals. Okay, so... I'm not here to push trading gold or silver miners, but some people are suggesting that there could be some serious moves within those mining stocks as well. You guys know me, I'm not a stock guy, but we can see right here something underway and we can see that the central banks have been buying a record amount of gold as well. Then we also know about the restraints and the suppression of silver as well. Not only the physical restraints of the silver market and the supply, but actually the suppression in the derivatives market as well, getting completely exposed. Well, all these guys go in on the back end. They file the patents. They're doing share buybacks. They're doing deals behind the scenes with hundreds of millions and billions of dollars of capital set on the sidelines to go buy up blood in the streets, right? And same thing here happening with the gold and silver miners. But yeah, like I said, guys, if you're looking to roll over your retirement account 401k, I have partnered up with someone that will help you do so. It's in the links down below, the Precious Metals link, or at the top of my website, you can find it. It's just that Precious Metals link, and it'll take you directly to my partner's website, fill out your information, get in touch with them. The process takes a minute, and, that, and that's, that's the thing. If you're on the fence about that, if you're thinking about it, maybe just get in touch with them now because the process takes a minute to roll it on over to exit your account and move that 401k. But if it's something that you've been considering personally, I've mostly been stacking silver and cryptocurrencies myself. Now I have cash on the sidelines for real estate and I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm here to you know, basically describe what's happening in the, in the real scene, in the streets, the cryptocurrency events, the current events, tying it all together and telling you how I'm maneuvering, how I'm investing. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm not here to give you financial advice, but my partner is down below if you wanna get in touch with my people. I would highly recommend getting that process started. Okay, because this thing's ready to move. You guys see it in the charts. We see another data point right here. It's about to do something. It 100% has been suppressed. And that's now came out in a court of law. So that's not financial advice. That's just simple headlines. Okay, <laughs> serious situation about to break out in the gold and silver. It's getting me excited.
uh, I am actually trying to get into my silver dealer and into my Second Amendment dealer as well. God bless this country. Let's get on into the cryptocurrency news, though. Hugo, Filion, hey, Brian, Armstrong, we are getting radio silence from your team and would really like to help Coinbase distribute Flare's token as agreed. We will dedicate as many people as needed from our side to make it happen. So Coinbase still not giving us an answer. And I really appreciate this one from Hugo Filion, CEO of Flare. Once again, the date is January 9th, 2023 here, just shortly within, you know, about a month's time frame. We should be receiving our Spark tokens. Brian Armstrong, also, where is our Songbird tokens? Let's all tag Brian Armstrong. We'll, we'll clip this one up, and then we're going to share this one on Twitter, and we're all going to tag Brian Armstrong. Uh, hey, what's going on, bro? Crypto bro Brian Armstrong, what's, what's going on with the Songbird? What's going on with the Flare? Okay, and, and what's going on with the reserves on your exchange as well, too? Let's talk about that as well. Uh-oh. Now, let's continue on. We got Maxine The Waters with Sam Bankman-Fried here in a Twitter thread back and forth. Sam Bankman-Fried saying, yeah, you know, he has a little duty. He would feel it was my duty to appear before the committee and explain. I'm not sure what will happen by the 13th, but when it does, I will testify. Um, and, and so he says, once I have finished learning and reviewing what happened, and Maxine, you know, acting tough here, based on your role as CEO and your media interviews over the past weeks, it's clear to us that the information you have thus far is sufficient for testimony. As you know, the collapse of FTX harmed over 1 million people. Your testimony would not only be meaningful to members of Congress, but is also critical to the American people. It is imperative that you attend our hearing on the 13th, and we are willing to schedule continued hearings if there is more information to be shared later. Oh, thanks, Maxine, for standing up for us. That was a really nice suggestion given to Sam Bankman-Fried. Yeah, they don't want to subpoena the guy because he's a friend of them, right? The, the operation that has been completely exposed. He is a friend of the Maxine Water cabal type figures. Uh, and, and so we just see them, you know, hey, hey, Sam, we're making a little suggestion here. It is time to appear. We got to do something. You know, our constituents are hitting us up and we should all be taking a major stand right now. As Americans, not only talking about the buyback proposal, sending letters to our congressmen, standing up to our local leadership here in this country. I mean, you know, we're, we're in the battle here, good versus evil. And we got to fight this thing at the very top, all the way back down here to our local level, wherever you can get involved, whatever role you can play, it's time to stand up and say that we, we're not going to stand for this. Like, that's cute, Maxine. Subpoena his ass. Bring him in. And why won't he show up? You know why he won't show up is because if he steps foot on American soil, they'll have to arrest him to save face and to have any sort of account accountability. Save their reputation. They're going to have to do something with Sam Bankman, right? I mean, get him, to, get him to join the committee hearing through a Zoom call? Are you kidding me? Now, obviously, uh, they're playing these games, and it's getting exposed, and that's the major problem for them. That's the major problem for these guys. Um, where was... Oh, yeah, right here, right here. Check this out, folks. This is the major problem for them. Getting completely exposed, Gary Gensler included. July calendar, which shows meetings with some of the big market makers, brokers, industry groups, and regulators, perhaps discussing his plans for stock market overhaul. Also, another meeting with IEX on July 29th, confirming Charles Gasparino's reporting of multiple meetings between IEX execs and the SEC in the past year. And so this is the July calendar for Gary Gensler just finally got released. And so that's what's so ridiculous about this. We're just now getting his July calendar. And obviously, he's making big moves 
right, with big market maker players right here, uh, market makers, brokers, industry groups, and regulators, but we can barely get him to show up for softball questions from CNBC. I mean, he should be appearing every single day in front of the press. You're working for the American people and you're not showing up every damn day like we are and everyone else that's in this fight? Where the hell are you? Let's continue on with the silliness here. Michael Saylor got a little clip of him on the Patrick Bet David podcast, and he's talking about Ethereum and, and XRP Ripple. He says they are committing securities fraud, especially Ethereum. Guys, check out this clip. Michael Saylor, the Bitcoin Maxi on uh, Patrick Bet David's show here. Here we go. What are your thoughts about what's going on with Ripple and how he is handling the Ripple case? Ripple's an unregistered security. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. There's a company. The company owns a bunch of it. They sell it to the general public, but there's no – they never took the company public. There's no disclosures, right? So, so uh, the SEC's position is you're selling an unregistered security. It's a, it's a, it's a crypto token. Right, just like Ethereum is an unregistered security. It's controlled by a few people in the Ethereum Foundation and Consensus. Fair. Then just here's like a FTT, just like Solana. Perfect. But here's a follow up They're on that. They're all Michael. unregistered security. Here's a follow up on that. Right. I, I don't own a single Ripple, just so we know. So yeah. full disclaimer, I'm not a Ripple guy. But if if both of them are unregistered, why target Ripple and not target Ethereum the way he is targeting Ripple? And by the way, this is coming from a guy that owns uh, Ethereum, not Ripple. Yeah, I think I think the best thing for the world would be with the, if the SEC pretty much shut down all of it. It's all unethical, right? I mean, the, the Bitcoin position would be Bitcoin is an ethical commodity. All of these other altcoins are unregistered securities. They're all just equity tokens issued by a company in order to get around going public. And they're committing securities fraud. Ethereum all included. Of course, especially Ethereum. You know, Ethereum's got $20 billion of ETH token locked up in the staking contract right now, and there's a couple of people that may or may not give it back to you ever. Now, that, isn't that the definition of investment contract? If, if a bank took $20 billion of your assets, froze the, the window, and said you can't have your money back ever, maybe in the year 2024, we're not sure, we're just going to keep it. We may actually give you interest on it. We may take it all. We may, you know, we may slash it. That's the definition of a security, right? It's an investment of money in a common enterprise, you know, relying upon the efforts of others and expectation of profit. The whole, the whole point is if you want a crypto asset to be a commodity, you can't rely upon four engineers, a company, a CEO. If a, if a person can make a decision – it's not a come. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And as you guys know, with the XRP ledger, it can't be just, you know, Brad and David get together and decide to change the XRP ledger. That's not how it works. And you understand why Michael Saylor is scared and why he wants to use the SEC and the government's power to go after Bitcoin's competition. He calls Bitcoin an ethical commodity, a proof of work, slow, inefficient payment network. That is a waste of energy. I, I, I mean, it is a waste of energy because it's an inefficient payment network and has no utility. We've made that very clear. And as a store of value, a hedge against the very dollar that it kind of set out to replace, it has been a complete failure as well. So that's why Michael Saylor needs to go on the attack against 
and, and, you know, God bless him for calling out the Ethereum situation because we've been talking about Ethereum too. That was going to be the biggest flop in the history of crypto. And that was, I mean, it's just been an absolute joke and it just almost centralized the power within Ethereum. But Ethereum's always been centralized. It's always been reliant upon that foundation. And the gang of developers is chosen by Joseph Lubin and Vitalik Buterin. And right here, the problem that when, when he's going against Ripple and the difference between Ripple and XRP and the whole rest, 99% of crypto, is yeah, Ripple's a private company, that's fine. There's history, you know, precedent within the United States, very clear securities law. If you're gonna raise money to fund your company, there's ways to do it. And, and Ripple's done that, the proper legal way. The sales of XRP, see, that's what just pisses off the SEC and the Wall Street folks is that they were able to use an open, permissionless, decentralized cryptocurrency to their benefit. Not only for the technology benefits, but they also have, you know, made some money from that, obviously, right? But what are they doing? Dumping it all back into the XRP ecosystem that just continues to get up market share, continues to get on-demand liquidity partnerships and growth using XRP, even though they've stalled it up in a lawsuit. Now, you know, like I said, absolutely. We've been talking about Ethereum. We've been talking about 99% of cryptos. The way that they did their ICO was an unregistered securities offering. The product was not finished. It was not built out. That situation did not occur with Ripple and XRP. And that's the difference. And if he wants to, if the SEC is able to squeak out, the best case scenario for them is a slap on the wrist. You know, some of those early sales, we're going to get you on. It was a verbal investment contract, even, or, or they're going to twist it to make it an investment contract. Those are the only ones that they can get them on, right? And so far, from all the evidence that I've seen, the reply briefs, I have not seen a, a, an investment contract that the SEC has provided yet. So that's what this whole situation is about. If there's not an investment contract, it's not a security. So that means it's not even under their jurisdiction. It needs to be thrown out. The case needs to be thrown out. Now, if Brad and Chris cut a backdoor deal with a buddy and said, hey, buy XRP because I'm promising you I'm going to make it work. And, and you know, I maybe they can get Brad and Chris on something. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what went on. But today's XRP is completely different from the rest of the cryptocurrency space as it is sufficiently decentralized. There is not one group, there is not a few guys that can make a decision to change the network. We just proved that decentralized nature of the ledger with the NFT update XLS20. And this is the whole problem with you know the rest of the space is you still got Bitcoin maxis like Michael Saylor that want to talk about Bitcoin as this, uh, what does he call it, ethical commodity. Meanwhile, we have the rest of the space that he is rightfully saying did do unregistered securities offerings, but neither one is the solution. Like, yes, they're in trouble. The SEC has a case to go after them. This lawsuit needs to be ended right away because we know, yeah, some early sales, whatever they're going to get them on. But today's XRP is not a security. It's very clear, right? And, and, and that's the thing that is so unfortunate is so many new people here are still getting caught up with the Michael Saylor Bitcoin and with the Ethereum and with the other stuff and they don't even understand the law. It's very simple. The way that 99% of these projects did it, they are going to have a legal battle ahead. Now, John Dean chiming in here. 
He says, in our brief, XRP holders highlight a similar filing in June of 2019, 18, 18 months before Clayton, Hinman, and company filed the lawsuit. MoneyGram filed a form with the SEC disclosing the use of XRP in its cross-border payments business. The SEC said nothing because XRP isn't a security. So this was MoneyGram who filed a SEC disclosure, SEC disclosing about using XRP for cross-border payments. And then this comes from Crypto Eddie sharing with us today that we have new filings and this is from Tranglo, okay? And they're specifically saying that XRP is, quote, pivotal to future developments. XRP provides standout competitive factors and XRP will help capture market share. XRP ODL company going public and Ripple owns 40%. And so, and so that is going to be Tranglo, I believe. And uh, it's incredible to see the success that Tranglo experienced. MoneyGram was a, uh, you know, an efficient test as well. And they actually cited some of their utility with the SEC as well. But the main point is what John Deaton just said. The SEC didn't stop them. The SEC didn't say anything, right? Because XRP is not a security. They had no response to it, but they're getting Ripple caught up in this phony lawsuit that they've been able to file. Now, in regards to the lawsuit, the end is appearing to be close. Fred Rispoli, my favorite quotes from the story below. This one's about Stuart Alderati, chief general counsel at Ripple. Quote, Alderati declined to itemize hourly billables for Ripple's prominent litigators. And quote, Himmen, who returned last year to Simpson Thatcher and Bartlett, declined a request for comment. Yeah, so uh, Stuart Alderati here, this whole article here written by him. Let's check this one out. And we have Hinman declining to join the conversation. The reason why I wanted to bring up this article though, folks, is just think of how, how insane, how exciting, how bullish these articles are about to get once we actually win this lawsuit. This is before, this is just the lead up. This is just the hype, right? Build up to the end of this lawsuit. Bloomberg Law. Wall Street veteran is the face of crypto in Ripple versus SEC fight. Let's check it out. SEC lawsuit against Ripple nears two-year mark. Company says it spent $100 million on law firms. Stuart Alderati is giving the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission its toughest fight against crypto regulation in one of the industry's most important tests, even as the FTX debacle grips the world of digital assets. Alderati, a 63-year-old lawyer, has spent most of his career working for traditional finance, financial players. As chief legal officer for the payments company Ripple Labs, he's now at the center of a scorched-earth litigation and public relations battle against the SEC and its chairman, Gary Gensler. They want to exert power that the law doesn't otherwise give them, Alderati said in an interview in Washington prior to FTX bankruptcy. The Ripple case is a keynote in the growing debate over regulating an industry that's sometimes compared to the Wild West. It could soon enter a new phase. A federal judge is reviewing dueling motions from Ripple and the SEC, each asking to suit to the suit to be resolved in its favor. Ripple claims it has already spent one, roughly $100 million to defend the case and effectively shield the entire crypto industry from what it calls overregulation by the SEC. Alderati has turned to a roster of well-known outside lawyers, including the Obama administration SEC chairs Mary Jo White and her former de deputy Andrew Ceresny. Meanwhile, the 
crypto winter descending on digital asset markets this year and the high profile meltdown of FTX has the SEC touting its efforts to protect investors. Now, I'm not going to read on any further, but you guys get the point and you guys see the excitement building up here. Talking about the fact that we have two former SEC officials, SEC Mary Jo White and the former head of enforcement, Andrew Sresny, which when we saw that, we said this case is over, right? I mean, a former SEC official, right? And obviously they go back and forth, they do their dance, but these lawyers are killers. I mean, Stuart Alderati and you know these two that they've got right here, this is who led me to believe that there's no chance that the SEC is gonna be able to make their case. And you can see it from all the briefs, you can see it from all the appearances that they had to make in front of the judge that the lawyers don't even believe in the case that they're making. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's very clear. But the buildup before this case even gets settled, getting very exciting. Stuart Alderati comments, as we hit the beginning of the end with the SEC lawsuit, I couldn't have asked for a better team to be part of. Thankful every day for my equally admittable colleagues at Ripple. The end is near, folks. It's super exciting to see. And uh, for me, you know, it's just a matter of remaining patient, staying focused, locked in on our business, locked in on the moves that we're making right now. Because although this case appears to be wrapped up, the, the bullish things are coming out. You need to decide what's best for you, what's best for your investment strategy, what's going to get you through this winter. It's a very serious situation, okay? But there's an opportunity right here to be had for those of you that are still trying to acquire these assets on the cheap. But I think that our breakout moment is coming rather quickly. Mr. Intuitive Trumers only, probable. Judge rules Ripple sales early were securities, but XRP itself now is not a security. Settles with judicial clarity on XRP. If Ripple sales were securities, imagine how bad it looks for ICOs. Would you rather have the head start before or after clarity? And that's their situation. We've been talking about that, right? Is that, you know, they're going to be the first one out the gate with regulatory clarity. And at, at best, the SEC will be able to get a slap on the wrist for, for the early sales. Cindy Young, who is at Ripple, says, I'm genuinely humbled to have been elected to join the PA, the, the Payments Association Advisory Board. Thank you to everyone who voted for me. The opportunity to advocate on behalf of the UK payments industry is one I will seize with both hands. Now, let's take a look here. Oh, whoops, I didn't mean to do that. Um, if you look at the people that are actually on this board it is pretty incredible right here in the middle there's darren deal who is the senior vice president fintech digital partners and government at mastercard and that's the whole thing with the Cindy young she went to join ripple ripple after doing a five-year stint at mastercard right and we've seen how mastercard has been recently making its moves Cindy young managing director uh that's the european middle east uh emea ripple European markets, and I forget what else that is. Yeah, but then you have members from Accenture, NatWest, Private Money, and Santander, which is obviously a Ripple partner as well. But I wanted to show you guys this one. This is this is so important to the buyback conversation. I know I got everyone in a tizzy. Everyone's excited about this document right here. And what I got here, I mean, guys, this is it. This is the legal document. It looks like the filings in the Ripple versus, you know, it's like real legal document here. This is from Val Hill Capital. And this is the proposed terms for the purchase of XRP tokens from participating token holders. Okay. And the red lines are the new adjustments that have had to been made. And as I was talking about, the key part that I love to see is that they've included the Department of Treasury. And 
as I was telling you guys, I'm coming at this as an American. I'm not focused on the 50K per XRP. I'm coming at this as I want a future for my children. I mean, golly, we're up against evil here. And I come and I told you guys from the very first time that I talked about this, my first stance, my first position in the negotiations here is I come from a point of why are we even having to sit across the table from the Federal Reserve? So don't think that I just am like, you know, think that this is just a cakewalk and where do I sign Jimmy? This deal's done. 50K XRP. Let me start planning what yacht. I've never even done the calculations for, okay, if the Fed's going to give me 50K per XRP, how I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm not, that that's stupid thinking. That's not what this is about. It's about saving our country. I understand those of you outside of the United States then ask, okay, well, this doesn't involve, you know, just Americans. This involves, you know, people worldwide. Yes, you have the potential to take this against the central bank entities that are, have undermined your country and overthrown your country and have enslaved your people just like we're trying to do. That's why this is important. It's not about 50K XRP. You know, what we see here is that Chris Larson sat down nearly a decade ago and presented Ripple and XRP to everyone that matters within our government and within the financial world. Check out this next, this next tweet here that I'm about to show you guys. This is from Ashley Prosper. XRP community, let's not forget, if Ripple goes to trial, we could, we could end up seeing multiple government, uh, multiple government officials cross-examined under oath, including Jay Clayton and Bill Hemmen, as well as employees from the agencies that took part in the 2013 meeting with Chris Larson. Check this one out, folks. This is incredible. In October 2013, defendant Chris Larson, then CEO of Ripple, made a presentation to the SEC and other regulators about Ripple and XRP. Indeed, it is undisputed, and the SEC admitted in response to RFA 490 that, quote, representatives of Ripple met with members of the SEC and other U.S. regulatory agencies on or about October 29th, 2013. The SEC, however, has improperly refused to answer all other RFAs relating to the October 2019 October 29th, 2013 meeting. The meeting also had participants from the Treasury Department, Federal Reserve, FDIC, National Credit Union Administration, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, IRS, Conference of State Bank Supervisors, Federal Trade Commission, Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and, and you know, that's we're, we're getting in there to FinCEN, right, which is who they already settled up with in 2015, the Office of Foreign Assets Control, Federal Bureau of F Investigation, and the U.S. State Department. The U.S. State Department. Who hasn't Ripple presented this to? We know that they already went up into the White House, too, back, back in uh, 20, 20, 2018 in Trump's White House. We know that they were in that White House as well. Multiple connections, not just one, not just two. Rosie Rios, direct connections to the Treasury Department, just to name a couple, right? But you guys know how deep that list goes. And like I said, for me, the negotiations been, begin at, why are we even having to speak to the Federal Reserve across the table? You guys are a group of private central bankers that have an interest in yourselves and yourselves making money and you don't care about Americans. You don't care about the common folk. Now, I'm a simple guy. I don't understand the legal jargon. 
I read through the document. I read through how they came up with the calculations and I pull up and I listen. And then I pull up on my platform and I say, I'd like to have the conversation. This is a great conversation to have. We have to save our country. For me, it's not about 50K XRP. Putting it in the title of a video, kind of clickbaity, sure. Okay, guilty as charged. A little clickbait, 50K XRP in the title. But that's the negotiations. That's the terms. That's the proposal. I mean, I could pull this out, but I can't, I can't, I can't, I can only show you guys so much right now. It's gone up. So, I mean, do you want me to put what the real price is now in the title? Because that's what they're suggesting. And I'm pulling up and listening. And a lot of people get confused. A lot of people get get it twisted. They think that we think this deal is a done deal. That we've already banked. We've already set up a plan. We've already told our financial advisor that our XRP is worth 50000 per XRP. We've already gone down to the bank to try to cut them a deal for our XRP. We're already looking at the yachts. We're already, you know, no. That is not what this is about. The two points that I made in my video today. First, we're addressing the treasury. I love to see it. And we're addressing it as the United States corporation. Understand what constitutional law is and understand what corporate law is and understand what legal entities we are actually dealing with. Our country's been taken from us, folks. That's what this is about. And I don't want 50,000 of USD, fiat trash. I don't want 50,000 of a CBDC that takes all my privacy, security, and if I you know, uh, use too much carbon, I'm gonna get cut off. That, what You guys know me better than that. That's not what I'm advocating for. What I'm advocating for is having the conversation and getting to the point here that we're dealing with a U.S. corporation, right, that is a legal entity that is not constitutional, that is ruling over us, and another arm of that system is the Federal Reserve, also unconstitutional. And we aren't even allowed to audit the Federal Reserve. Some would suggest that we should end the Federal Reserve. But these are the entities that we are dealing with. The Treasury Department, Federal Bank of Boston, New York, Philadelphia, this whole damn system. These are the people that we're up against. Or maybe they want to come to the table and let's figure out a deal. The underlying issue is also addressing that the corporation's bankrupt. Not only, it's not just 30 trillion in debt. That's the number they give us. It's over $100 trillion in debt. So we have an underlying issue that's a currency, debt, and a liquidity crisis. But for the sake of the buyout conversation, we're mostly just talking about that currency and debt crisis. So when, when I'm going to be pulling up to this conversation, and you know, I appreciate Jimmy Valley reaching out and everything, you know, I come with those concerns. You know, and I, I, I come with an understanding that you know, we're doing this on behalf of XRP holders, but on behalf of Americans, they in this deal would be able to use XRP to restructure our currency and our debt. That's what it's about, guys. 
Now, I see some super chats in the house. Salamander 20 spot. Despite the ups and downs at the first SEC with the upper hand, it is now Ripple that has the upper hand as anticipated at the moment of victory seems to be in the hands of XRP and the SEC seems to be just trying to stall. Absolutely the case. Absolutely. The SEC never had a case and they are very desperate along with all the other entities and arms of this system that we're fighting. The SEC is just one arm. Okay. XRP Bible, I see the, the, the Canadian, 699. Keep grinding, Zach. Have a cold beer on me. Thank you, guys. Cheers to everyone in the chat tonight. I appreciate you guys. If you guys can do me a favor, let's please smash that thumbs up for me. So I got a couple more things to share so that you understand the situation that we're looking at, whether or not we get a 50,000 XRP buyback. I'm about to show you guys some TA that, you know, just, just justifies why we get so damn excited about this opportunity. And if we were even 10% right, the buyout doesn't happen. 90% of it doesn't happen. It's still life-changing. It's still a bag. You know, let's get right into it. Check it out. XRP Pharaoh. Fun fact, from January 2017 low of 0.0036 to the 2018 high of $3.54 was roughly a 96,000% rise for XRP. A 96,000% rise from the March 2020 low of 10 cents would put XRP at 96 cents and a 96,000% rise from the June 2022 low of 28 cents would put XRP at 275. I'm just looking at data. Numbers don't lie. And then you look here at Jack the Rippler. He's got the same move here, 67,000%, you know, right? That give or take that move right there. And if we do it again, he has, you know, $203 right there. Okay, so you're telling me somewhere between 96 and 300 bucks, right? Just based off of previous technicals that we did when the space was so immature, had just a little drop of liquidity flowing through it compared to all the money that is coming to distributed ledger technology. Because what did we just cover at the beginning? JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, patents, you know, making deals behind the scenes, right? And then they're buying whatever's left of the cryptocurrency space, whatever assets they deem worthy of uh, acquiring during this time, they're picking, they're picking across the uh, remnants of what's left of the crypto space. Now, if we look, although I just shared you guys those bullish charts, I'm always going to keep it real. Although I talk about a $50,000 XRP buyback, I'm always going to keep it real with you guys. We're not here for the dramatics and, you know, clickbait and BS. I'm really going to be talking about it. I don't just put it in the title for no reason, but we're going to keep it real. And so we got to look at this situation. Dark Defender on the TA bros. We appreciate Dark Defender. I don't even know what these technicals are. P-A-R-S-A-R, Wave Trend, Ichimoku says XRP still needs time. I won't be surprised if we see a wick to the 22 cent level we set on February of 22 this year. This will be the last chance we see these levels above the cloud wave three starts. We are close. God bless. And that's where I'm looking at right now, folks. I mean, golly, you know, whatever you want to do, throw this away, run it through the shredder, discount it. 50 K is crazy. Okay. 
the basic fundamentals tell us that we should be getting excited about this asset. And as always, we're running real businesses, making real moves throughout the whole thing. We're not just banking that by the grace of God, the Federal Reserve is going to bless us. I mean, come on, folks. Let's get tapped in. Let's get serious about our strategy. And I will take your guys' questions at this point. I appreciate everyone for tuning in tonight. Please do me a favor. Let's smash the thumbs up. Let's open it up for Q&A. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Cheers to everyone in the party here. 50K and just rapidly growing. And we're just getting started. And we're always going to keep it real. We're never selling out. And you guys can always know that I'm going to be available. I'm not just going to throw up clickbait, show my little red folder and make a cute TikTok. Please, let's have an adult conversation. Let's pull up and let's get a real deal done to save this country. God bless this country and the opportunity that we once had. Let's please restore that. Let's please fight for something. Let's please show me a program and answer. Let's do something. God bless Jimmy Valley for trying to step up and get a deal done. God bless everyone within the XRP community that has been riding out this storm throughout the FUD. And if you're in cryptocurrency too, because it's not just XRP, right? But, you know. XRP is what turns us on the most. Let me check the Q&A. What are we working with, folks? Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.